0: Hello and welcome to Middle Church Online. I'm Reverend Natalie. We're so glad that you've chosen to worship with us. Thank you for coming. Um, It is AAPI Heritage Month, and we have a special guest preacher this Sunday. Reverend Mihi Kimcourt, we are so glad that you are here and looking forward to a word from you. Um, So let's get right into worship, but before we do, we'd like to take a deep, centering breath together. Of all the breaths you've taken today, you can say at least one of them you did with someone else. Now let us worship God.
1: The Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love of all mankind as you would love yourself. the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and mind And love all mankind, we've got just one
2: life.
3: Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Today, we're going to talk about love. So, let's play a game. How do you make a heart? Do you do this and do it over your head? Or do you do this and do it with your hands and your elbow? Or maybe you do it like that, where it's just your fingers. Or you can do what my Sister's personal favorite way to do it is like this. How do you make a home? The only one that I could think of is this, where I make a big triangle over my head as if I'm making a roof. Now, how do you make a heart and a home together? I'm sure you came up with a lot of cool different ways to make a heart and home at the same time. But here's mine. My heart is my home for all the love I hold for my family, my friends, and for middle, and for plants, and for animals, and the sky, and the ground, and the air, and everything God created for us. Love is the greatest gift God gave us. It is why she sent her son Jesus Christ to remind us of that. Jesus teaches us to love one another as we love God, to love one another as we love ourselves, to love one another, to love. Love is the easiest thing we can do, friends. And sometimes love is the hardest thing we can do. Whenever you're lost though, remember to always have faith love. Let us pray. Dear God, in our happiness, in our sadness, in our anger, in our fear, in everything we do and feel, remind us that there is love. Remind us to love. Amen
2: your mom.
4: is Wesley Rowell, and I'm a member and intern here at Middle Church. Please listen up for some announcements we would like to lift up to you this week. This Tuesday, May 11th, we began a five-week mental health support circle led by our own Diane Galishaw and Emily Holenbeck. If you think this is for you, head to middlechurch.org virtual calendar for details. We care about you and that includes your mental health. Thinking about joining this inclusive, revolutionary movement of love and justice? If you join today at middlechurch.org join, you're invited to our next new members class set for this Wednesday, May 12th at 7 p.m. with Reverend Amanda. If you're interested in creating a more just democracy, our voter reform small group continues to meet bi-weekly to put our faith into action. Email middlechurch.org to get involved. Now, please let's join together in a time of prayer. Our prayer today is a sung prayer The 23rd Psalm, set by Bobby McFerrin.
2: The Lord is my shepherd, I have all
1: I need. She makes me lie down in green meadows,
2: beside a still wall i she...
1: She anoints my head with oil.
4: And Now please join me in the prayer that Jesus taught to his disciples. Pray it in the way that you know it or join me in the inclusive version found in your bulletin. Let us pray. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
3: The AAPI community needs your help now more than ever as we are facing an uptick in hate crimes against Asians. Please help us. Please support us.
2: We stand for the Asian community because racism against one is racism against all.
5: Hate doesn't have any color. It doesn't have anything but hate. And we come against hate against any person, especially right now in this time for Asian Americans.
6: I know how it feels to be um racially profiled and so um and it doesn't feel good i had to stick together
4: so we can fight this injustice my heart feels for asian violence that's occurring right now just as it does for violence in my own community in the
3: black community as it does for violence all over this world this country so my heart with you, and um,
4: looking forward to further communications and uh, ways to support each other. Thank you. It's important
5: for me to be here to support um, Asian community that has been maligned and othered since they arrived from China and helped start build our country
1: you're an important part of the economy and the life of new york and that we we need to show that to you more frequently
2: i came to this asian american pacific islander rally to support that community i know that going to a rally is not enough and i'm counting on my friends to show me what more i can do to defeat racism
6: peace friends i love you
1: I just want to say to my cousins and to my wonderful friends that I love all of you very much and I stand with you always.
6: An attack on our Asian American Pacific Islander siblings is an attack on all of us because every one of us is made in God's divine and holy and perfect image. We need to be in our peace and loud in our peace. We share the peace of God right now by standing with our Asian American Pacific Islander siblings. May the peace of God be with you.
0: I felt my last drop of rain. I believe I'm gonna be okay today. See, today.
6: This morning's gospel reading comes to us from John chapter 15 verses 9 through 17. Listen for God's word. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy be complete this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends you are my friends if you do what I command you I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing but I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask Him in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? O Lord, may the words of my mouth And the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning. It is such a joy to be with you all in worship, such an honor. I have loved Middle Church for many years and look to you all for inspiration for what the church can and should look like in this world. I've titled the sermon this morning, Mother Tongue. Now, I'm not a linguist or a philologist, but I resonate with what author and writer Amy Tan says. I'm someone who has always loved language. I'm fascinated by language in daily life. I spend a great deal of time thinking about the power of language, the way it can evoke an emotion, a visual image, a complex idea, or a simple truth. Language is a tool of my trade, and I use them all all the Englishes I grew up with. Amy Tan writes this in her beautiful essay titled, Mother Tongue. I also grew up with these many Englishes. In 1979, about a year after I was born in Seoul, South Korea, my parents immigrated to the US. Growing up, I remember the first few exchanges my parents had with what they would call Americans, i.e. mostly white people. And I saw the struggle on their faces. These would often be short conversations at the grocery store with the cashier, maybe um, attempts with uh, these folks to, to say something beyond hello and how are you or I'm fine, thank you. My parents kept trying with the people around them despite encountering impatience and exasperation. They would gesture with their hands, they would pull out their dictionaries, and eventually, they would have me translate for them. They were determined to embed themselves in this country. They wanted to make a life here, which meant that they were also super intent on their learning English, but my also learning English for school, for communication, but for also for them. I needed to learn proper English. In other words, I needed to learn proper English to be American, to be read, to be seen as a citizen, as a legitimate, lawful person in the US, one of you, one of us, which equaled and still sadly means today, to be seen and known and received and engaged as a human being. I needed to forego my mother tongue, to forget. My mother's tongue. So after years of regret for skipping Hangul Hakkyo, which is a Korean language school usually found in churches, I took Korean language courses as a grad student and finished and passed third-year Korean for my doctoral program because I was thinking that I could use it as a potential research language, but mostly as an excuse to watch a lot of Korean drama. I've discovered that learning a language is a little like entering a hornet's nest. Um, The chaotic sound of that nest is your continuous mental state, conjugation and participles and tenses and forms. If you have spent any time learning a language, you understand what I'm describing here. But there were so many moments in the middle of learning certain phrases and expressions that were above that sort of persistent din of the frenetic collision of grammatical structures, I would hear my mother's voice saying those same words with a particular kind of affect and emotion. I could see her face and her hand gestures, and each time it would be a moment of revelation. Oh, that's what she means. That's what that feels like. I would remember my mother's tongue. Now I always talk about my father how how he was the one who encouraged me to go to seminary. He was the one that got the education. We first got here when we first got here in this country, the one that he wanted. He was the one that um I thought I was the most like. But it was my mother who taught me the English alphabet before I started kindergarten. I remember sitting at the kitchen table with her. She was the one that taught me the Korean words for food she taught me language, how we speak through words. Yes, for sure. But how we also speak through serving and caring and cooking too. So mother tongue, it's not just the language which a person has grown up speaking from early childhood. It's not just about the words or the grammatical structures or the language rules. It's the people. It's, The emotions, the bodies, the perspectives, the smells. Yes, language can smell. The stories. It's the way we love. It's what created the universe. It is what knit us together in our mother's wombs. We are made by this language of love. We are shaped and sustained by this language of love. But we all learn very quickly in language, in life, That love isn't content to leave us where we are as individuals or as a community. It will grow us. And so last week, the lectionary text gave us the familiar passages where Jesus says, I am the true vine. Gave us images of branches, of leaves, of fruit, of growing, of being entangled and connected, being pulled one way or another, pulling each other, pulling each other upward and outward. Love engrafts us to one another spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, making us then soil and ground and space to impact each other. And so even our bodies can be the vehicle in which God enacts this grace, this healing and wholeness in our lives. And so whenever I talk bodies in the Bible, I go to women. And I go to the hemorrhaging woman, even though it's not found in John the synoptics record various versions of her story. And so the Gospels tell us that this woman suffered for 12 years from continuous blood loss, an ailment that no clear medical diagnosis could explain, um, according to the experts at that time. And one Gospel even tells us, though, that one day she sees Jesus and in him, she sees her healing and liberation. She says, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. She speaks this out loud. She carefully makes her way and lets her fingers brush the edge of his cloak. And the scriptures tell us immediately her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. I've read this passage so many times and thought, oh, my goodness, Jesus just had so much power. It seeped into his clothes. And then I often wondered, how did, how did the disciples feel watching some of this unfold when Jesus said, I felt power go out of my body? How did that feel to Jesus? In other words, my impulse was always to immediately turn away from this woman and her story, to push her to the margins of history, of narrative, of this moment. This outsider woman, this impure woman, this strange and foreign woman, Spoke and showed us how to name the possibility of wholeness by and in Jesus. If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. And so Jesus even nudges our eyes back to her by seeing her and naming her and speaking the promise of freedom to her. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. How often do we erase and forget our women, our mothers from history, when they were and are doing the work of caring, of feeding, of resistance, of survival and surviving, of speaking and loving and growing all along? I realize a tiny bit more every day that truly no one has a monopoly on our stories, on history, on truth, which also means. No one has a monopoly on the best or right way to give language to that truth about who we are, what we're doing here. What's the point of it all? And so one thing I've come to realize is that what is more truthful, what is more consistent with who God is as a God of love is not that we are meant to be one thing or even two things or unchanging things like this coherent and unified and singular system of wants and consistent desires and steady ambitions. You can just look at my own college experience and see the example of how many times I changed my major. We are all instead an amalgamation of stories, dreams, of histories and genetics easily affected by lunar cycles, barometric pressure, and sunshine. Or as one scientist, has said, we're made of stardust, and each of us is a complicated mass of ancestors and ideologies and cultures and times and periods. And sometimes even the language we're given isn't enough. Certainly one language isn't enough to describe or to explain the whole universe that we make up in each of our own bodies. And like most systems and rules, languages were meant to be broken. We make and remake our stories and why? Mother tongue, then again, is not a singularity, but is something meant to point us to the beautiful multiplicity and complexity of our lives. And so I'll end this morning with you not with a theological treatise or from a dead white European scholar or teacher, their words, not with any other sort of story or narrative, but the kind of a typical arc that is meant to perfectly illustrate everything I said this morning, um, not with a proper sort of benediction or other traditional liturgical form, but with my own words, my own body, my own tongue—a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Mother tongue, mother's tongue, as in mother, as in creator, as in womb, as in world, as in complicated as in soft and sharp her tongue like when she would lick her thumb to wipe off the smudge of dirt off my face like when she would take a spoonful of a little of the stew into her mouth to make sure the taste was right like when she would use words that sounded like the crack of a wooden ruler across my hands like when she would look this way and that way her tongue in her mouth following her eyes as she tried to decide like when she would stand in the church choir mouth open wide Tongue working hard to shape the sounds. The song she would sing in Korean in her mother tongue as in native language, as, as in one's first language. In utero language, the noise of words and laughter, the sounds that knit us together. As in music, the roots that put you in a particular soil fleshes you, enfolds you, emplaces you, surrounds you with the possibility of discovering a whole universe through the building blocks of language. Language, as in language rules, language systems, language containers, boxes, categories, because language defines, language refines, but language disciplines, language dictates, language makes us into Canvas is for the nation, state, language, alienates. When we came to this country, we were aliens. We were perpetually aliens, people not only from a different shore, but from a different planet, because not only are we not seen by you, our mother tongue cannot be heard by you, understood by you, embraced by you, but it is my mother tongue, the tongue of my mother, my grandmothers, my aunts, my sisters, all my mother's from Yu Guan to Ida B. Wells, to Yuri Kochiyama, to Joan of Arc, to Maya Angelou, to all the women who struggle, who fight, who speak, who sing, who resist, who love, who live. And this is the truth. We are created in the image of one who speaks to us in a mother tongue of love, of revelation, of joy, the one who is called I am who I am, And somehow strangely and miraculously calls us to that same work of creation, of imagining, of dreaming, of redeeming, of calling, of sanctifying, of living in this world. Shaping, breaking, making. As Mother Toni Morrison said, we die. That may be the meaning of life. But we do language. And that may be the measure of our lives. In the name of God, the creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen.
7: Hello, Middle. My name is Michelle Minyoung Lee, and I'm a proud member of Middle Collegiate Church. In honor of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, as well as Mental Health Awareness Month, I have the huge privilege and honor to share why, of all the churches in the world, Middle is my spiritual home. Before Middle, I was a lost sheep. I grew up believing that as an Asian American, I had to work really hard to live up to what I later found out was this model minority narrative, the stereotype about Asian Americans narrated in 1966 by a white sociologist William Peterson who described Japanese Americans as a success story in light of the civil rights struggles of the time. And to this day, the stereotype about Asian Americans is often used as a wedge to diminish struggles of other communities of color and sustain white supremacy. When I came to New York uh, years ago, I became critically aware of this, as well as the effects of systemic racial injustice. I was so shamed that I perpetuated the narratives that drove racial and economic inequality. I became really spiritually lost, believing religion wasn't for me, and my mental health deteriorated. But then a friend told me about Middle, this church that fights for marginalized communities. It took me a while, but one day I showed up. I was welcomed, felt a flood of emotion as I witnessed the magic of the choirs, the worship, the people, and the power and love that is Reverend Jackie Lewis that literally made me sob right in front of her when I ran up to her to say hello. Middles embraced me when I've been in anguish. I've connected with other members, many thanks to leaders like Elise, Madge, Kaliswa, and others. I've connected with Reverend Chad Tanaka Puck over the complexities of what it means to be Asian American in a white supremacist and capitalist society. I've broken down during the pandemic in front of Reverend Amanda, who's listened so patiently to my struggles and held me in prayer over Zoom. I've broken down sobbing in front of Reverend Daryl Hamilton, who had just joined us, but without hesitation, immediately made space for me as I grieved over the deaths of the victims of the Atlanta shooting. And he also engaged with me in some important conversation about the need for Black and Asian solidarity. I've been introduced through MIDDLE's programming and the Revolutionary Love Conference to other amazing people in the multi-faith community. I found my home. Please show some love and support for MIDDLE in whatever way you can you can support middle's operation and ministry at middlechurch.org donate and click the donate button and i personally uh, give a few bucks every month at a recurring basis as my love language to middle to help middle rise after the devastations of the fire you can help in the rebuilding efforts at middlechurch.org rising you can also give to middle on facebook or text give to 917-924-4666 or send your gift through venmo through at middle collegiate church And as Reverend Kim Court shared with us today, love shapes us, and I'm here today feeling seen, feeling like I belong, and feeling loved at MIDDLE. Many thanks to your love and support for MIDDLE. Thank you.
0: Name. Hey. I look back at God, what were you saying to me?
2: He said, don't wait till trouble to connect to me. me.
3: amazing grace and love accept these gifts from our hearts and our hands may we continue to be ambassadors of your love and live your love out loud may we accept the call to stay connected to believe in ourselves to never ever give up for love is love is love is love amen
5: you gotta put one
2: foot in front of the other and lead with love put one foot in front of the other and lead with love you gotta put one foot in front of the other.
0: is there.
5: Beautiful worship, thank you, thank you, thank you so much Reverend Nahi, for that sermon. I'm letting you know now, everybody wants a copy of it. Pure poetry. Listen friends, um, it's Mother's Day. And you know, happy Mother's Day to all of you who mother, aunties, Tt's fathers, mothers, grandmothers, all of you who mother. And I'm inviting us today to imagine that we are mothering the world to peace, our job. All of us, no matter our gender, no matter if we think we're qualified or not, this world needs mothering by us. Out of the womb of mercy and love, we can create a new dynamic in this world. Those Asian aunties that are being beaten down, it's not like they are like our mothers or grandmothers. They are our mothers and grandmothers. So let's do radical love and radical solidarity, y'all. It's our calling. That's our love language. Let's do it together. And may the God who knit you perfectly and wonderfully in your mother's womb knit the world perfectly and wonderfully
2: into healing with our help. Amen.